So brethren, it's a pleasure being here once again, and um, I thank God for actually allowing me to be here safely today, and today I would like to talk about 
how did God outwit the devil? And that will go into a little detail um, about God outwitted the devil by his preemptive action of sacrificing his lamb at the foundation of the world, which we can all read in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. So please note that all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version. So, as I start. So brethren, had it not been for the superior wisdom and the foreknowledge of God, who, by taking preemptive measures at the very foundation of the world, forestalled the devil's plan to own and become the God lower G, of this world forever. Satan would have succeeded. And one might ask, how did God outwit the devil? So in this regard, the following divinely revealed insights explain it all. So by virtue of his superior wisdom and foreknowledge, the God of this universe, even the Father of all spirits, as we read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, even before the foundation of the world, foreordained his Son to be the redemptive sacrifice to redeem planet Earth and his image-like creatures, even mankind, whom he created and gave occupational and dominion rights on it. So the following verses will be able to confirm such, which I'll be reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. And it goes like this. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. So brethren, not only was Christ foreordained before the foundation of the world to be God's redemptive lamb for earth's redemption, but subsequent to Christ's foreordination, he was actually sacrificed at the very foundation of the world. So this fact can be confirmed by reading Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, which states, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, meaning the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So in addition to Apostles Peter and John's testimonies, the Apostle Paul, writing under divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the Hebrews, penned us this following confirmation, which can be read from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3, which states, For we which have believed do enter into rest, meaning the true Sabbath, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, meaning the true Sabbath, although the works, meaning of redemption, were finished from the foundation of the world. So there it is, brethren, from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3, which I just read, is the revealed biblical information which confirms that we know that God outmaneuvered the devil and provided an avenue whereby fallen man can be fully redeemed and restored 
to full fellowship with his creator. So this unique reconciliatory plan was secured from the very foundation of the world as we read in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Now, since the human race through Adam's fall was mortally wounded in spirit, soul, mind, and body, the complete recovery of man to his pre-fall state would likewise have to be effected in those four areas of man's being. <clears throat> so because of what was just mentioned, our merciful and loving creator, having known that Adam would have fallen, preemptively sacrificed his lamb at the foundation of the world, as we read in he Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 and Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3, and later towards the end of this age, God sacrificed him physically at Calvary for the world to see. So by this wise act on the part of God, he procured man's redemption, not just to his pre-fall state, but even to the elevated status of spiritual sons and daughters of God even making us genuine brothers and sisters of his only begotten son, who has now become his first begotten son, as we read in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 to 12, but focusing on verses 11 to 12 in particular. And wonder amazingly at the degree of love that God has had for his crowning creation, calls man. You know, it might boggle some of us minds now with the acquisition of the new birth brethren each believer would have entered the threshold of total restoration and should thereafter strive to go on to perfection even as jesus himself commanded in matthew chapter 5 verse 48 and the Apostle Paul in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. <clears throat> and even as Paul himself in Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 15, described his own quest to achieving that Christ demanded perfection. So that would equip us to become overcomers. So for yourselves and on your own time, please read Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, verse 26 to 28, Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, verse 10, verse 12, and 21, and see what Christ has held out to those who go unto perfection and become overcomers. So, however... To achieve what was just mentioned above, <clears throat> Christ's required goal of perfection, therefore, the believer's knowledge of and compliance with the following insights are of paramount importance. Now, since your soul is the invisible spiritual covering of your spirit, which became instantly born again by the power of the gospel your soul which is the seat of the old you 
or old man, as Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 states, which is linked to your bodily senses via your mind, must be reprogrammed verbally and musically with God's word in order to enable the believer to exercise dominion rights over his or her own body and over planet Earth. So, as I mentioned previously, those are doctrinal positions and they find textual support in the epistle of James, right? Which is confirmation. So James chapter 1 verse 21 states, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So on the said issue of the restoration of the soul, the apostle Peter gave us the following instructions. So I'll be reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, which states, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. And from the apostle to the Gentiles, the apostle Paul, we have the following warning. Relative to the issue of the salvation of the soul, this is taken from Romans chapter 6 verse 16, which states, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, meaning your souls, servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. So that was read from Romans chapter 6 verse 16. And the question that some persons might ask, why is, why is that warning relevant for the church today? Meaning what I just read from Romans chapter 6 verse 16. And brethren, the answer goes like this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that was taken from Romans chapter 6 verse 23. So based on what I just said, I repeat that in order for the believer to be properly equipped to exercise control over his or her own body and dominion over planet Earth, as promised by God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 28, and even in Genesis chapter 9 verses 1 to 2, he or she must take deliberate steps to reprogram his or her soul in line with God's revealed word, especially those contained in the new covenant, even from Matthew to Revelation. And that is not all. So for since our soul, which is the covering of our spirit, is connected to our body and also to our environmental surroundings via our mind. The renewal of our old Adamic sinful mind to bring it in a line with our born again spirit and our restored soul is of paramount importance in enabling the believer to exercise control over his or her body and also dominion over planet Earth. Now, if 
you are refused based on my position and based on what I just mentioned, please consider the following and settle this renewal of the mind doctrine once and for all. So the following confirmly refers to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, and it states, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And the prudent might ask, how does one go about the process of renewing of the mind? So brethren, before one even attempts to renew one's mind, one must first do what the apostle commands us to do in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And what is the prerequisite before the mind can begin to be renewed? And the answer follows. There must first be a personal, conscious consecration of one's body to one's Lord. Then we must be ever mindful of the fact that we were bought from the devil's kingdom and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son for the following divine purpose. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruits unto God. And listen to this. This is Romans chapter 7, verse 4 and 6. I just read verse 4. I'm now reading verse 6. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So brethren, before our minds can be renewed, we must know the purpose for which we were bought and from what we were bought. And when those issues are settled with thanksgiving, we must decide once and for all to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, never to do our own will again, but that his will will thereafter be our will, even as Matthew chapter 26 verse 9, Mark chapter 14 verse 36, or Luke chapter 22 verse 42, accordingly instructs. For if our bodies are not consecrated to God as living sacrifices, it would be impossible for our minds to be renewed. So brethren, when reading, did you notice that Romans chapter 12 verse 2 did not start with be not conformed to this world. Instead, it starts with and, A-N-D, which tells us 
that before the actual renewal process begins, the total consecration of our bodies must first take place. Now that we have settled that, the following steps will go a long way to ensuring that the born-again believer's mind would be renewed. So step one, make sure that you diligently study the precepts and commandments contained in the New Testament and adjust your thinking in line with their dictates. Step two, always choose the word of god over your feeling and or fleshly reasoning in making decisions step three should your flesh or needs try to convince you contrary to the new testament principles use your mouth and cast down all ungodly philosophies or fleshly reasonings with the truth of the word of god step four since eternal vigilance is the key to spiritual freedom be steadfast in guarding your hearts by vetting all thoughts that you muse on with the philippians chapter 4 verse 8 filter and the final step step five as an offensive mechanism as much as possible always meditate musically and orally on who you are in christ so as i come to a close these steps will diligently assist you to redeem your mind and your mind would be renewed and so enable you to prove that perfect will of god so as i come to an end it is surely instructive to note that it was by the reprogramming of the souls and the renewing of the mind that the old testament saints were equipped to exercise dominion over lack sickness gravity witchcraft barrenness the spirit of death and even over the movements of the planet so brethren notwithstanding the fall of man in the garden of eden from the information that was shared today it can be readily seen that god the creator of this universe outwitted the devil even before the foundation of the world as we read in revelation chapter 13 verse 8 and later at calvary which can be found in john chapter 19 verse 30 to secure dominion rights over earth for us and those who truly grasp this fact and the principles of dominion which god revealed to his old testament saints and those which Jesus demonstrated in principles and precepts can join the list of those saints who exercise dominion over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and even over planet Earth itself. So that's the end of my segment today. 
I will be live again next Monday. Please spend time and read your Bibles. Remember to prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. So have a safe and productive week. Remember that Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. And bye for now.